Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have my good friend, entrepreneur, film producer, Christian Alphonse. How are you, buddy? How's everything? Doing super well, Dan. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Um, excited, excited to talk today with you, man. We haven't spoken for like, like a long time. Christian, I just have to say, like, you were my first guest on this podcast, and I'm always looking forward to having you back on the podcast. I'm always looking forward to having a conversation with you. You always brighten up my day, buddy, and I mean that. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Well, happy to hear it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just like I'm back to that note. Yeah, we haven't spoken in a, in a long time, uh, and a lot has happened. Obviously, we kept in touch, but uh, I haven't had an episode uh, on the Corner Talks podcast with you. Um, and a lot has changed, uh, in that time period, you know, uh, a lot of things that we want to, I want to discuss with you today. Uh, first things first, congratulations. Christian now has his own podcast called coffee and croissant. Yeah. With me, Christian Alphonse. Christian (laughs) Alphonse. Isn't that amazing? I just, I, I had to, I had to give the audience a moment to like, you know, take that in because if you've been following it since the first episode, Christian, again, was our first guest. He was the one that had faith in me, kind of like, you know, gave me that uh, first chance to, you know, practice my interview skills on. And uh, the rest is history. And now you have your own platform where you're able to invite guests, you're able to share their journeys. Um, and I want to learn more about, you know, this podcast and uh, what led to its creation. Oh, perfect. Well, my name of my show is Coffee and Croissant with me, Christian Alphonse. It's a show about food and also traveling. And what really led up to creation of it was the fact that like I was at home and I was missing traveling and I'm missing hearing stories about traveling and stories about eating food and meeting interesting people. So I was like, hey, let me make a podcast as well. Let me see if I can get some people over and we can discuss traveling and food and adventure. Um, so far, it's been a fun journey. Uh, you definitely inspired me to do it as well because I, I was asking you questions. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, hey, that. Anchor.com, <laughs> boys. Anchor.com. Anchor, yeah, Anchor. Anchor's pretty stood up, pretty straightforward. And uh, yeah, and from there, uh, I was able to make the podcast. So far, um, I started late in, um, in 2021. Uh, have four episodes. I'm doing my fifth episode today. Hopefully, it's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's been, it's been good so far. Uh, my podcast as of now has been really just been an update what's going on with covid um you were a guest at one of my shows i very appreciate yeah, it we spoke that. about that was a two-parter as well yeah that was two parts we spoke about italy yeah. and we ranked pasta dishes and um that was a lot of fun that was like one of my most viewed most played podcasts oh that's amazing well i feel honored yeah, yeah. to be on that yeah, podcast <laughs> we're gonna keep numbers are keep going up from there but that's what yeah, it is especially when we do those in-person podcasts well definitely Um, i can't wait for those (laughs) yeah i'm definitely no joke christian like i was thinking about it uh when things get better like no reason you know why i can't visit you know see what's good and we'll definitely we could even do like a on the run on the road podcast you know what i mean oh man i would love that man vlog style slash podcast isn't that amazing like we're just talking about our journey yeah man two characters you know always always uh (laughs) living it up (laughs) oh man but yeah, so I'm really excited for you. Congratulations again. Um, everybody check out Coffee and Croissant, this podcast by uh, hosted by yours truly, um, uh, Christian Alphonse. I want to know from you, Christian, though. Uh, so this is a travel podcast, right? This is the, yeah, the so intention. It's, it's a food and travel podcast. So right now I've been focusing a lot about the food. My last show was about me traveling. So over the holidays, I went to Florida and it was kind of a interesting journey uh Canadian going to the states and seeing right. how they're handling the whole COVID Omicron situation and seeing the contrast between Canada and the United States was, United States was quite shocking to me and I thought that would be a really cool interesting story I invited my girlfriend me and her kind of spoke about it we spoke about the Quebecers going abroad and causing right, chaos right. in the airplane and being stuck but yeah, like that's the interesting of the show. But right now I'm kind of thinking about pivoting. Uh, for people that don't know, I also have a blog site, uh, christianalfonse.com, that really focuses on traveling and food. And one thing that I really love about doing a blog house was writing about pieces about like certain places in Canada that people go for, for travel destinations. And I thought it would be kind of cool if I kind of turned those pieces into a podcast, an audio show, like more produced. So that's what I'm focused on right now. 
I'm thinking about the idea of doing a show about bread. I know people love bread. bread. I love bread. Like artisan yeah, bread. bread? Like like making artisan it in the bread. oven, the whole process? Yeah, but the whole history of bread, starting with the bread fraud. I don't know if you heard about bread fraud. Never heard Romans, about this. Yeah, when Romans existed, they okay. every baker had a special way of making their own bread. And they had the bread step in, on it. To the point in which there, there was counterfeit bread. People were counterfeit <laughs> It was almost bread. like a currency, like... Exactly, like the product was, was trademarked. Yeah, but think about it. Think about it. On those days, that was the most advanced technology that they had. It was like making fresh bread. Like, is that, that where the expression comes from? Better than sliced bread? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I've, <laughs> I, I don't know if that came <laughs> up out of it, but it's it definitely has to be it. And like that's something I'm currently working on right now. Um, trying amazing. to bring, yeah, trying to bring some guests from the travel and food tech sector seeing what they have to say about traveling food and how, how that's going to change in the future. But yeah, so far, that's it. Like, that's what the whole show that I'm pivoting to now is going to be quite interesting. Um, so you're really yeah. exercising your producing roots, like your, your, your skill yeah, set. That's what I love Exactly. I'm yeah. having fun, man. Like, I yeah, got some that's, new that's, toys. A, that's what it is, buddy. I, I know he's got a new microphone, new headphones. Yeah. You know, again, if people have been following uh, this podcast since day one, uh, they'll remember me with my wired headphones and on my <laughs> laptop with the shitty lighting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we've come a long way and we have much more uh, to kind of uh, go uh, as we move along. But, uh, we just got to keep pressing, right? We got to keep going. I'm really, really happy uh, to hear that uh, you're doing something that you enjoy. That's something I always advocate on this podcast um, and food and travel, right? We both love that. So when I came on your podcast and I was discussing, you know, Italy and my experiences, you know, the food being phenomenal and the uh, mm-hmm. the, the culture and the history being so rich and, uh, and you know, educational, it was just amazing, amazing experience. Um, so what kind of other guests, like, do you have lined up or any, like in the future, are they like going to be friends? Are they going to be influencers, professionals? Uh, do you have any like plans for that in terms of the guests you want to attract? I have a list of guests that are in now. Um, now it's just trying to make sure that they have availability for me. Um, as of like type of guests, mostly just entrepreneurs, uh, people in the travel tech sector. Gotcha. Um, I would love to talk to a food historian and I wrote a couple of names down that I found. I wrote pretty good articles about the history of food, mostly the history of bread, because that, that's the one I'm focusing on right now. Yeah, yeah. And sure. just having like friends around, like, you know, so we can just talk about traveling and food. I think that's why people love to hear, you know, they love to know what's going on, like where people are going and why and seeing what's happening while they're stuck at home, just looking at the sun going by. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the days, days past. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching one of your vlogs, and it said something like, uh, uh, "People say another day, another dollar. You say another day, another donut. Another, another day, another <laughs> What's donut, that? Is, that? is that like a thing people eat in Ottawa? Or that uh, no, no. Expression? That was just my expression. That was literally. Um, so I was That's so funny. This in Montreal. And yeah. it was literally a donut, a donut shot in front of me. So I was like, "Oh, another day, another dollar. Well, for me, it's another day, another donut." let's see let's see if i can make this <laughs> you know what it suited it it, it was uh, definitely uh fitting uh you know because i know you right your personality yeah. when i said when you said that remark i died of laughter i don't know why like i didn't know what it was referring to but i just said i could see christian saying that because like the way you said what, what's the expression another day another dollar why, like, another yeah. day another donut, donut. <laughs> uh, just just amazing and uh you know just going back now to uh this podcast um uh, it extends not just you know, on an audio platform and like video, uh, kind of like what we're doing now, but is this also in your vlog styles that I see? Are you branching out? Yes. Are you branding uh, everything here? Yeah, I'm, I'm branding everything here. So basically the goal is like whatever I'm doing that I'm enjoying doing, um, I think it would make sense for me just to bring that, you know, outside of, of multiple platforms, either through writing to the vlog video or to the podcast so yeah so everything's kind of extension of itself uh when i kind of like wrote down and theorized what to do i thought about creating like a ma- my own metaverse my whole food reverse oh that's, I, I that's amazing it, i try to call it food travel universe so i'll call it food traverse well that's definitely a trending technology right and something to not be dismissed <laughs> yeah. right if you talk to a lot of the uh the hip entrepreneurs uh <laughs> they they will tell you like definitely uh you know, set your sights on the future. And that is NFTs, crypto, metaverse, all that stuff. Um, what would you, how would you go about that? How would you go about like developing a metaverse 
like would you just start buying land in sandbox or i don't know no, if no, this no, is over no. everyone's that, head in the audience but I'm just curious you know, no 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 for me myself my biggest story now is just building a community of people mm-hmm. that are like Important. interested yeah. interested in what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. uh, like for, for like first and foremost like if you're a fan of mine please reach out to me like i love talking to people who are yep. like in that sector and seeing like what's going on so that that would be my first step uh, before thinking about building a sandbox i know like a lot of celebrities are buying a bunch of land yeah man. Snoop Dogg is buying, they're all putting like, it in their display pictures too <laughs> they're all proudly showcasing their uh nft purchases logan paul was saying he dropped 20 mil he has like Ooh, an nft Lord. wallet worth 20 million dollars in just nfts oh, um man. i don't know if that figure is exaggerated uh or, or kept modest, but uh, <laughs> the reality is, is that these guys are, are spending big money and all it takes, I, I tell everyone is that, you know, laugh about it now, but uh, you should get like a big studio, um, you know, someone like Disney, right. Mm-hmm. That uh, incorporates all their IP into like a metaverse or some sort of NFT. Like I'm talking like a verified NFT of like the little mermaid Ariel. Yeah. 10,000 different ways done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because people are going to, the, the, the market, uh, the IP has been built for like over a hundred years. Um, and then you got people that uh, are into collection, right? Collectibilities, um, assets yeah. that they can like well, showcase, right? But like a big point that you just said, it's like, you know, a company like Disney, like they already have their own audience, you know, like that audience part is so important. You know, a lot of people are, I'm seeing a lot of people rushing, creating like crypto projects and all this type of stuff. Like they don't have like a group of people that just follows them and like when yeah. you create the project it doesn't last because no one actually believes in yeah, it yeah and christian you said it right on the head and i was i was a little bit uh, you know uh testing you only because like we do that as friends we just want to see yeah. like where our heads at uh especially like with this podcast i remember you were always asking yeah. me about like views right you said how many yeah. views are you getting you okay there? Yeah. um for me the reason why i brought it up is because i'm curious like uh are you putting more um, emphasis on the community, the value that you're bringing, as opposed to investing in it, going all out, investing in a technology. And that was the right answer, right? You have to build a community. You know, this podcast, you know, it's a Zoom, it's essentially a Zoom call, right? Press record, (laughs) (laughs) two guys in their rooms, like, hey, what's going on? Um, But it's touched a lot of lives. It's inspired a lot of people. People have reached out to me, um, whether it's creatives, whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's people suffering from, you know, mental mental illness, right? And at the end of the day, it all comes down to the value you're bringing. It comes down to the content. Yeah. You know, you don't need a flashy studio. Yeah, it does help. Eventually, you want to grow and uh, get get there. But uh, I've seen podcasts, man. They got the lights. They got the soundproof walls. They got the big mics. Um, but what they're saying, what's coming out of their mouth is just uh, <laughs> just no substance. You know what I mean? Like, and not, no not, to crap on it. not to crap on anyone, but I'm saying is that, like, I know... Uh, you have to be very mindful of like what you're offering. And someone could say the same thing about this podcast, right? But mm-hmm. you have to know in your heart that you have the good intentions, right? Like with your co- podcast, Coffee and Croissant, right? You know mm-hmm. what kind of value you want to bring. And I think as mm-hmm. long as you stay authentic, uh, you can't lose. Yeah, right? definitely. One thing like I'm seeing like right now as a content creator is just like the amount of time it takes, man. Holy, it takes such a long time. Oh, buddy, do you understand? Do you appreciate now what I do? For a living. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I, I've already appreciated what you do. Man. I know, I know. I'm I, teasing, yeah. I, I was in that world, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot, like, you know, to shoot yeah, yeah. something, to edit something, to produce something, to write something, to plan something. You know, it's, Bro, but it it's for, not even, it takes forever. And let me tell you something it's not even just what you just described about like the actual production process. I'm talking about mm-hmm. like the marketing, because that's what's going to yeah. make or break you, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, I spent the whole day yesterday converting like some of my podcast episodes into ig reels or youtube mm-hmm. shorts mm-hmm. like a day yeah and i only did three episodes <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like it takes time and um but you put in those hours and you know you can reap the rewards you know yeah. um i i think that's what it just comes down to but for you because you're starting out like your podcast and you're still developing the episodes i definitely yeah i would just focus on like producing the actual uh piece of content and then seeing how you're going to market it as you go and that also comes with time that comes down yeah but uh, time, yeah, yeah definitely a time consuming time consuming hobby craft whatever what you want to call it career yeah <laughs> it's it's a lot of work but uh on the note on the subject that you created this podcast uh in light of you were alluding to the fact that people are in their homes you know people are being uh you know uh, kind of miserable that uh, they can't 
uh, get out of their houses. They can't really explore, travel, whatever have you. Uh, let's be honest, we're talking about, we're referring to the pandemic. And the mm-hmm. pandemic uh, seems to be at this point, every time we speak, uh, depending on when you hear it, uh, it's either at its most severe or it's a very minor um, kind of occurrence that's happening in the background. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's fluctuating in severity. So I want to know from you, because uh, I've always been fascinated with your conversations about the economy and like where our country's headed. And not to get too serious or political about this, but I am curious, like your thoughts, like where do you see uh, everything going um, with regards to the status of the health of the nation? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's going to go too well, to be quite honest. Okay. Uh, just, just seeing what I'm seeing locally right now in Ottawa, and there's been like a series of break-ins in small businesses here. Oh, really? I didn't hear yeah, about this. Yeah, man. It's this making the news? Like, well, it's making the local news. I'm making, making the local news. Oh, my God. <laughs> if it's on CNN, then I pay attention. <laughs> it's really attention. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no. What's like, up? I'm so what's going on yeah. with these businesses? So there's been looting. It's not looting, but people are breaking and entering. Um, you know, there's like a local... Uh, I forgot the, forgot the name of the tattoo parlor, but it's like a tattoo place here in Hindenburg. Uh, okay. They had like a, term- they have a terminator uh, figurine up front and there's a burglar that just burglarized a place. They stole the cash register who was worth like, which apparently was worth like a grand or something, but like inside a cash register don't have like 50 bucks of change. So I was like, oh no. Like, yeah, a lot of businesses destroyed. do that now. Everything's like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to the twenty first yes. century. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's nuts to me. Like they broke in, it's like the door yeah. must have been like four grand, and the cash register is like a grand five hundred. So it's like they they destroyed five thousand five hundred in total, just still fifty bucks, and that's being ongoing right now in Hindenburg and Westboro. So for me, like I'm all about what's going on locally because what's going on locally will trigger what's going on nationally. Right. And if I'm seeing those local businesses are struggling, you know, like they can't have people come in and eat the food or people have to book appointments to do get tattooed or just people can just maneuver and do a lot of spontaneity. You know, it's it's very tough. So I'm, I'm a bit gloom. I, I think this business is struggling very, very hard. Um, the, who tends to profit the most is people in the tech sector who are creating solutions. Of course. For the yeah. small businesses. Yeah. But ultimately, like mom and dad, those type of shops are the backbone of Canadian economy, and I don't think it's gonna go go very go well for them. Um, I think the politicians are focusing on the wrong thing. Right. Um, let's move past this pandemic. Let's see what we can do to help the small businesses so they can get get back to their feet and actually get going. Um, but we're, we're we're gonna wait and see. I I'm just gonna wait and see. Um, but I think the small businesses are struggling. I think small relief funds is ultimately not really going to be very beneficial for them because it is only a quick fix to the long-term problem. Because if you see, like, I don't know if you saw this, but like all of the kids' mental wealth, like mental health is going down the drain. Yeah. You were telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah. Can barely go out, see, like see their friends and then meeting their friends virtually uh, the formative years are, have been shot, right? Exactly, exactly. So now you start this pandemic and creating all this fearfulness. So people are afraid to go out. They're always going to be aware that there is a sickness and they don't know what to do. So I hope the narrative of the COVID pandemic thing changes. It was crazy to see how the Americans are dealing with it compared to Canadians because the Americans, yeah. it's straight business. You know, yeah, no one's sure. gonna miss no time no to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna miss a, a paycheck over there in, in America. But you know, de- despite the politics and the issues that's going on, uh, I am seeing when I was out in Florida, I saw small businesses flourishing compared to what's Thriving, going on here nice. in Canada. Yeah, compared to what's going on here in Canada. But it's a different set of issues, right? Like two different yeah, it's a different country, culture, two different cultures. But yeah. you know, small businesses, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's it's gonna be very tough for the next few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe that statement. Right. Like, obviously I believe it in the sense of I've <laughs> been living it for the last two years, but I know exactly what you mean. Like it's not the, these relief aids, it's a quick fix. Um, you know, I'm a, uh, beneficiary of, uh, like CERB, right. Like I've mm-hmm. been one of those people that, uh, signed up first day. Um, but when, when I look back, like now that I have a career, now that I have, um, my small business that I run, I, I say like, 
that was temporary. Like that was mm-hmm. not, it puts you in a fixed mindset. Like, Oh, you know, that's all I need, whatever. It gets you comfortable, but that's the danger, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can't survive off of that money. And then if they pull it from you, then you're really going to be uh, out of luck. So it's very important that in the meantime, you're developing skills or at least uh, looking for a different uh, line of work, maybe in the tech sector, or at least having your small business adapt to uh, the growing technologies that we see today, right? Like small businesses that are not on Skip the Dishes, Urban, yeah. uh, Uber Eats, like if they're still not on it or if they're still not proficient with it, um, there's a problem. Um, something's going to be happening. <laughs> Some, they're not going to be surviving um, anytime and, soon. And just to add to that, Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes, like it's not like these platforms can like optimize the sales for the small businesses. Like that's not how to operate, you know, like ultimately your business needs to be marketable and advertisable. So like, you know, if people want pizza, they're not going to go scroll down the list of pizzas. They're going to see who's the top first in the area. So I just mean like, I just mean like those business. Yeah, no, I mean those, uh, those apps people use, like those restaurants use, uh, I'm saying that, that just for the, for the bare minimum, like we'll get them a break even. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. that's if they do know how to, uh, utilize it optimally. But uh, essentially that, right? We were talking about like our podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, as good as your content is, uh, your conversation, you have to know how to market it, right? Yeah. Um, and I give a lot of credit to you. You and I have a lot of back and forth about that, um, about like, you know, you advising me, right? When I had my episodes, I remember launching like one hour episodes. And then mm-hmm. you said something like, let's be real. Like someone at 27 years old, our age, whatever, going to be watching one hour episodes. No, they're going to want to watch clips. And yeah. then so I started making them into four or five minutes. And then- you know, this new, the new year, right? Coming into the new year, I realized, wow, YouTube shorts, my drawings are getting, getting like thousand views. Yeah. If I do that with my clips, boom, right? So I think it's all about like constantly adapting and constantly uh, learning uh, how you can kind of improve uh, your approach um, to marketing uh, as a business. You know, I'm still like extremely new to a lot of this. Like I'm not saying uh, I have it all figured out. But I think the first step um, is having the humility that you don't understand something and mm-hmm. then taking action and like actually executing it on it. But I also speak for those, and I bring this up because the ones that are really trying their heart out and they're just getting like sucker punched um, with these lockdowns, the pandemic, the restrictions, because it's brutal out there. And like you said, it with the States, it's do or die. It's the Wild West. It's kind of like you want to make money, you know, it's, it's, um, your right, your constitutional right uh, to go after it, to go after your, the American dream. So with here, what I'm asking you is like, when do you think it'll stop? Or do you think it'll stop? The restrictions, the regulations, like, do you think they'll come to a point when they say like, this has now become an epidemic and we have to accept it as the flu. And as such, we have to take uh, the right health precautions. When I think can- it will stop. I think that's a good question. I think it's going to stop when the federal government says, okay, we need a federal mandate for vaccine. That's it. You know, as you know soon what? as they say that. Yeah. You know what? As soon as they the, say I say that, that too. Yeah. I say that too. Like, I say that too. I was curious <laughs> where you are... stood on that. Yeah. It, yeah. People don't want to hear that. People don't, people want to throw words around. I don't want to live in a dic- you know, dictatorship and this and that, but you know, what's coming. Like yeah. there are people that are not vaccinated that I know of. Again, no judgment towards them. But they've openly said to me, like, yeah, but when they make it mandatory, I'll, I'll just have to get it. Yeah. I'm like, so from now in between the time that they are going to do it, why? You know what I mean? Like, not that I'm for pressuring anyone to get vaccinated, but it's like, if you're willing to take it when they do make it mandatory, what's stopping you then? What's stopping you mm-hmm. when you do it now? Right. So it's kind of like, again, we don't want to get in these political subjects, but I think that's what it's coming to, man. Like, they're going to just say it's affecting the bottom line, as Christian yeah. knows, as an accountant. They're going to mm-hmm. run the numbers, right? Because it's only been two years, but you, you, yeah. you get that to five years. Trust me. They start looking at the numbers and saying, okay, something's got to give. Did you hear about this taxing on people yeah, that are not Quebec? vaccinated? Can you, can you explain, clarify that uh, for uh, the audience, but also yeah, for myself? Sure. Like, what's happening here, Christian? <laughs> so I heard about it. So I'm not an expert per se, but François Legault, um, who's the Quebec premier, was hinting at the fact that they might start imposing a vax tax in Quebec. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it and how they're going to check who's vaxxed and who's not vaxxed. Right. That to me is a little bit odd, but I do think Quebec has a good infrastructure with their vaccine passport. 
So maybe mm -hmm. that would be a way for them to check. But I don't know how if that's gonna infringe in people's rights because you can't go through people's health record to see yeah. who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. So I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, but that definitely like jumpstart a rise of people taking their first vaccine in Quebec. So I think that's probably a good way of taking of taking a look how they're strategizing for it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what we're trying to do. I don't know if it's gonna be on effect or not. Uh, Trudeau said like he'll talk about it later during the year or during the month. Um, but he hasn't said anything much about it to my as my understanding as of now. I could be so, wrong. But I thought Trudeau did voice that he's considering like there, there might be some sort of taxation. I, I don't know. Like I, oh, okay. I I didn't read up to that part. Um, you know, I'm Trudeau's too busy right now trying to figure out what's going on in Ukraine and Russia to be concerned about <laughs> what Quebec is going on because that situation over there looks very intense and pretty scary. Yeah, sometimes so, yeah, people like, would argue. Wait, sometimes ahead. people would. Oh, okay. So I got it here. Correction. Trudeau not ready to endorse Quebec's plan to tax the yeah. unvaccinated. Um, yeah, uh, that was a CBC article. Yeah, I understand. Um, I just, when I heard the headline, I was like, what we're doing that now like that's that's strange um but i guess it's the only way in some ways right like you know we can't keep going into these restrictions like um it's crazy to me that we're still talking about this you know variants yeah. and such um, and um and different places in canada is doing doing completely different you know people in newfoundland and labrador are doing their own different ways and it seems like it's helping them out i think from what i remember they were also in a lockdown and restriction Mm -hmm. <clears throat> not quite sure about bc i think bc is, is out in open they're just out doing their own thing and there's that many rules restrictions to it for them okay but from my understanding people that went to bc during the summer said it was like a blast to be there so i don't know like i think the federal vaccine mandate is definitely gonna happen um right now truckers are like Pet uh, are doing the protests uh, on a highway. I don't know if you saw that. The no, so police. what's going on with that? So a bunch of truckers who are like doing cross-border transportation for goods, um, they're opposed to this whole vaccine mandate. Um, they don't think the government should have a right to tell them to get vaccinated if they're going across the border or not. Um, the United States, their rules for unvaccinated people is a bit more lax than Canada's rules. Right. So they don't understand if the United States is open, why shouldn't Canada be more brilliant to them, especially if they play a major part of the supply chain. Mm. Um, so they make they make a good point, and there's not a lot. It's not like we have lots of truckers laying here in the Canadian economy that can do this job right away. It is a job that's very time intensive. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do. It takes a lot of effort. So for them to protest right now. Um, you know, they bring, up, they bring up good points. So Yeah, I heard I about that with the mandate with the truckers, right? With yeah, the, uh, exactly. the, the whole, like that's going to be affecting uh, transportation uh, yeah. and they're already seeing the repercussions of that. Um, yeah, the highway right now is, we're kind of on lockdown. They said the highway for auto was, was a bit slow or there'll be a little bit of traffic. So I don't know. Uh, but I, but hey, as soon as, as soon as they mention it, I think this thing would be a lot more easier and restrictions would be more lax. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, man, like I bring this up because, uh, you know, we don't really know uh, the end result. We don't really know uh, the future. None of us really. No. We're, we're just humans here. But no. uh, I ask you because of the, yeah, your background in uh, economics and finance, and you would always update me uh, mm -hmm. on the status of the economy, like where the, uh, the direction the government's heading um but at the end of the day the way i look at it man uh i'm sure you have the same attitude is you just got to adapt to whatever happens or whatever's thrown at you right yes 100 percent. like you have no other choice but to adapt uh, i think that's the biggest keyword of 2020 so far just adapting to what's going on um i know if you've been reading about the great resignation that's been happening in the states where many people who are like yeah working in high position jobs but or jobs are mid-tier even you know, working class jobs, working fast food job, it's just resigning quick. Yeah, I heard and about now that. they're just now they're just refiguring their life out and applying for different jobs that they always wanted to do but never had the chance of doing it. But they use opportunity when they had their uh, payments relief for those people, similar to us when we had served, 
mm-hmm. is the opportunity to figure themselves out and figure out where they're going to go. So I think it's quite interesting to see how they're um, doing things in America and Canada. Haven't heard much about great resignation from my understanding. Um, have you heard anything about a great resignation in Canada? I don't think there, there has been much. I don't yet. know about a great. Re- I don't know. I don't think it's on the scale of the U.S. But again, it is proportion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like to our population, we don't really have. <laughs> uh, we have ten times. Uh, we they have ten times more the population yeah. that we have. Um, but what I'm getting at is, uh, yeah, like that. That's fascinating to me. Like, what do you think will will that happen? Uh, that will happen. What do you think will happen with regards to those sort of industries, fast food, retail? Are they all going to be automated? Because yeah. our generation, right? Our generation, the Gen Zs, I can only imagine the generation after that. If they're growing up seeing people making millions off of YouTube, off of uh, TikTok, let's be honest, OnlyFans, which is, you know, uh, a reality. Do you think Do you think it's going to be that intense, man, where like people are just going to like say, why should I be making this amount of money? Let's be honest yeah. here. Let's be honest. Like the, creator, the creative economy, the creator economy, as everyone's saying it, I've seen a bunch of people in VC saying that. Um, I do think that is going to be a big part of the future. People are going to produce their own content to entertain. Um, it's, crazy, it's, crazy, it's crazy for me to see that, uh, personally, because when I grew up, you know, wanting to become a celebrity or an artist, you know, a filmmaker, you know, that was like a once in a lifetime million thing to do. But now all you got to do is have a good YouTube channel. You can yeah. like hopefully get people to watch you and you can blow up. So I do think that's going to be a big thing. Um, I've been reading a lot more about what people have been talking about is a way for people to make money while playing games. Have you ever heard of that before? Twitch? It's not It's not Twitch. No, it's not, oh, actually it's not. not part of Twitch. It's a whole complete different way of understanding. Um, do they test video how, games? They're not, they're not testing separate? video games. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out what, what the word is for it now. Um, but mm. one of the Reddit co-founders was saying that in the future, people will get paid to play games. Um, I think it has to do something with cryptocurrencies and mining. I think I'm so too. Quite, yeah, I'm not quite tech. Web three, um, web three, right? Web three point maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But like, it's quite interesting to see this whole shift because ultimately, um, I think this jobs fast food. Um, I do think those jobs are valuable to have if you're a young teen. Like, well, I'm searching it up look- right now, buddy, and it's saying uh, there's a. Uh, it's just like in terms of like getting paid, like what I was saying with Twitch, like get paid to do live stream, try your hand at game journalism. So I don't think they haven't opened the possibilities of Web 3.0. Did that? I can see I, that. I don't know. Okay. I'm just like scanning. I'm just scanning. I'm sure like it'll, it's oh, something to do that because I've heard of that too with web, with the metaverse, right? Yeah. Put like, just, if you just put this keyword, uh, Reddit co founder, play games for money as his keywords, I think something will pop up there. Yeah. Um, Even uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you're gonna say something. No, I was gonna say yeah. Like I, I think this. I think young kids are just realizing that like their future is in their own hands, which is such a cool thing to realize when you're young age. I wish I knew that a little bit more younger than now. But you can create your own future. You can create your own destiny. Like just as long. I believe it. Yeah. You focus on core principles such as building community, engaging with audience. And just talking, seeing, and being part of that community, uh, you'd be fine. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm seeing different trends all the time right now, especially in this space now. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm um, seeing people like you know advertisements on Instagram. Like you could get paid to create advertisements yeah. or start or learn how to make advertisements for the metaverse. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to be a huge shift <laughs> in. Uh, you know, uh, make how to make money, uh, knowledge. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, uh, quite the cultural shift. I don't know if a lot of people will be ready. I'm kind of scared myself. What's your take <laughs> on the whole like web three, uh, transition, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't think it's going to happen the way people are saying it's going to happen. Um, like as fast as sudden, as fast as sudden, like people would make it seem like we're going to be like ready player one tomorrow. Uh, I don't yeah, think so. yeah, same here. <laughs> I think Ready Player One. I don't know if I was texting a buddy or you, but yeah. my belief is that Ready Player One will probably we'll see that on the cusp of like maybe when we're like our parents' age or older. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like like 40s and 50s. When yeah, and it won't even to... be, but it'll be like a crude rendering. Like it won't be. You never know. Again, like technology is moving moving at an exponential speed. But yeah. at the end of the day, like 
I think it's more gradual. Like you have to also keep in mind, like, because we talk about it at work all the time. Like, yeah, everyone's on board. Everyone's on board. But when I hear everyone, I mean like 80, 90%, but 80, 90% of the population still doesn't even know what web three is. Like talk to someone mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah. They might've heard of an NFT. They might've heard of mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Do they even know, like, wh- do they have knowledge of how to utilize it? Cause that's a big difference, right? Um, mm-hmm. How to take advantage of it. Um, because what I'm getting at is to get to the level of ready player one, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel it's like, it has to be fully integrated into our society, into our culture. Now, would you agree? I I hundred percent definitely agree. But um, one of the biggest things about Ready Player One is like it was a bug. It was a fictional. Bug. It was a bug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. Let's not undermine our books. Nineteen eighty four. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Nineteen eighty four. I know it's before Drew Basically, everything we're living now. Well, like you know, like it's it's interesting about people bring up nineteen eighty one because they're they're talking as though people are not like social beings. We're all social beings. Yeah, uh, it does make sense that there will be someone overlooking what we're doing. Um, of course, that happens all the time. There's always yeah. been spies. There's always been now, people. Now they're over- just—they don't send people; they send cameras. <laughs> they, they send cameras, exactly. <laughs> like you're saying, like, in ancient times, they just had a big six-five uh, uh, buff dude uh, watching you. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's yeah. it's nuts. Like people, people, even with the vaccine, people are saying like, "Oh, they need use the vaccine to track us." No, you have your cell phone. You already been trapped. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, we were we were having that same argument. When I heard that, I was like, uh, should I know? Should I should I break first their bubble and say, uh, do you have a Google account? Do you have an Instagram? Yeah. Do you have a do you have a cell phone provider? Uh, uh, man, they're, they're gonna know how, where I live. You TikTok your place all the time, like. And there's people <laughs> that. Uh, and what about their what about people with smart home security? I hope everyone that has yeah. a smart home security system is vaccinated and doesn't believe into yeah. that conspiracy because <laughs> smart home security system, yeah, they're watching you even if you don't want them to watch it. Yeah, they're watching you yeah. like Alexa or Google Assistant is listening to you all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, like I'm, I'm saying this with all love. I don't think uh, they have all the service space to actually listen to all the human conversations that's going on, but um, I do think uh, nowadays with this whole web 3.0 it's not gonna be what it's like in the movies i do think ar is gonna be a big play uh, i got very excited when nike bought an ar company uh recently last year like last few months mm-hmm. um i think that's pretty cool i love nikes i love sneakers so seeing them in that space would be cool and seeing what they can do with your shoes especially if you have nike shoes you can transform them in an ar world make it look cooler that'd be quite interesting but to be ultimately to say, like, it's not going to be like the movie. I don't think so. Like, I think it's yeah. going to be a cool thing. But it, <laughs> what, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it, every day, but like, sorry, I'm, I'm going off for a rant. But like, the yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me. This is all that means. That, yeah. work, that work nine to five, it's not going to matter to them. Like, yeah. I don't people understand how many blue collar jobs there is out there. There's more blue collar jobs than white collar jobs right now. The people that yeah. work in blue collar and construction or plumbing. Like trades. Like trades, like yeah, that stuff is not gonna be useful to them any type of way. It's only being useful for people that work at an office. So like, people are making it seem like it's gonna be a big game changer. It's not. It's not gonna be. A game but people changer, don't man. realize that, like, because people are arguing. They're going so far as to say, like, I heard Tim Dillon on Joe Rogan, right? He's another comedian. He was yeah. like, people don't want to live, and and whether he it, whether he's partially joking or not, he's like, people don't want to live in the in the real world anymore. Like, you know how much money it costs to buy a house, and I'm like. Even if the, the metaverse is a beautiful uh, utopia, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you're still a human being. Like, uh, mm. do, do you feel me on this? Like, the real thing is always going to be better and always going to be more fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, than something that's digital. Like you were just yeah. describing, like Nike and like, yeah, that's a great gimmick, right? That's a mm-hmm. great like. Yeah. You know, I, I would love that, right? Like, oh, I have like these Nike Air Force, but when I take off those goggles, mm-hmm. I rather like touch the shoe, feel it, actually put it on. Like there's a different sensation. I'm sure they're going to, uh, you know, research and develop uh, how they can, like they're going to enhance uh, like sensibilities that you're able to like uh, smell, see, touch. Um, you know what I mean? Like you can actually like be fully immersed, but I don't know, man. Like I just feel like it won't be the same thing. Um, that's just an opinion, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think we're, also uh, a little bit narrow-minded towards it because a lot of people, they compare it to the internet. So when the internet mm-hmm. first came out, you know what I mean? Like apparently it was, we, we, we don't remember that era. 
but mm-hmm. the internet was almost like the wild, like no one knew what to do with it. Yeah. Right? No one knew how to write code. And if they did, it was like garbage. Like some of the websites were like nasty, like just really unprofessional. Um, and now we're entered in the web two phase where there's regulations, um, there's companies, there's, uh, you know, ownership uh, of websites and things like that. Um, and now web three is individuals instead of corporations can now own uh, what's traveling on the web. So mm-hmm fascinating technological revolution they just keep talking about it nonstop. uh really curious how it's gonna go uh i'm into video games so i'm always for the whole idea of ready player one (laughs) yeah same here yeah right yeah Yeah. cyberpunk 2077 (laughs) imagine that Um, um but yeah man so Great, great information on that uh, with regards to the metaverse. And, uh, you know, because I remember you were the first one, to be honest. Uh, now my work does that for me, but you're the first one to inform me about, you know, smart contracts yeah. and uh, the metaverse and Web3 and everything like that. See, see, like parts like this, like that's a good part. You bring up the smart contract part, you know, I think that would be the game changer for the everyday person. Right. Like that's the game changer. But like having people live in a fictional universe where like, we're all avatars and we're walking, we're talking. It's like, yeah, it seems like Sims. I think Sims. Sims was fun. Yeah, but Sims like, fun. But I don't want to live there. I don't think most people don't want to live there. I think most people want to have their life a lot easier in terms of dealing with business. So if I was someone in the trades, you know, smart contract would be good because as soon as I do the job, I get paid right away. I don't have to talk to my client. I don't have to right. go back and forth. The money is already in the escrow and I do the job boom posted to someone they see i did a job and i get paid i think that's a game changer in terms of web 3.0 in terms of like cryptocurrency and the blockchain but i don't think you know putting goggles on is the future to be quite honest maybe for education that'll be cool honestly i saw a video on like meta like that whole facebook uh, rebranding <laughs> and what they're going to be doing look great like you said fun if you're in a business that provides services you're working remote I would excel yeah. in it, you know, I'm, I'm an editor. Mm-hmm. Well, not an editor, yeah. I'm a filmmaker, I'm a writer-director, but mm-hmm. editing is one of my uh, skill sets. But I prefer going on set, you know what I mean? Dealing with people, yeah. the human interaction, the element, right? Like editing is one thing. I don't mind that being at home. I could do that now, right? I'm doing that right mm-hmm. now, actually, working remote for a Los Angeles company. Mm-hmm. But the human interaction going out, you know, let's say I cast you in a film, talking to you, no. seeing you in the eyes. I don't want to do that from home. What kind of what what kind of content will we be making? How will it look in the future? Will someone be able to pull it off? I'm sure. I'm sure someone there's always that talented, that genius out there. Mm-hmm. But for for most of the filmmakers, for most of the movie going audience, I feel like they'll detect um, if it's authentic, if it's real. You know, if it's mm-hmm. lifelike, um, you can actually reach out and grab it. Uh, and that's something that I would like. Again, I don't know if it's a characteristic or something or my inept way of adapting to possibility like the future, but I I like enjoy physical contact. I enjoy like, you know, something that's uh, in the presence, right? That you can, you Mm -hmm. can, you can see, touch, um, smell, whatever have you, like the whole thing about, like you said, like to, to completely live your lifestyle (laughs) with goggles on. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I just, I can't comprehend that. You know, people talking about getting girlfriends in the metaphors. It's like, what are you guys talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. See, can I talk about this a bit more? I feel like this conversation. All right, we we, we touched a heated subject. Let's get it. (laughs) Because, like, okay, do you know the rapper T Grizzly? Uh, He's like an American Uh, rapper from Detroit. Okay. Okay. Um, He had a bunch of hit songs, but right now he has like a full GTA Five community. Oh, wow. That just supports him. And they all play in the same sandbox. Some of them are his fans. Some of them are completely randoms. Okay. And, like, they're all, like, playing make-believe in GTA world. It's so nuts to me. And, like, I'm watching all these videos. Yeah, on, videos on Metaverse? Like, Sorry, on make-believe on the GTA, in the GTA world. In the GTA world. So, like, some of them will pretend to be cops. Some of them will pretend to be a judge. Some of them will pretend to be gangsters. Oh. Some of them will pretend to be businessmen. They assume the role, like, in their They avatar, assume the like, role. In the yeah. avatar. Exactly. It's similar to what the young kids are doing in Roblox, right? When they're like, I'm in Roblox, you know, I'm going to be a mermaid. So I'm going to be like having the fins and I'll be swimming around. I'm going to talk to all of my other mermaid friends. It was just so interesting to me because Chief Drizzly, his demographics are young males, probably around the age of 15 and up. So 15 to probably like 29 who are into like gangster music. 
but also into gaming and also into the hip hop culture. Like it's cool to see him interact with his fans and them playing this kind of fake believe universe with GTA Five, and I could see him stepping into the space of metaverse where he has the whole T Grizzly world and all of his fans are interacting with him in that universe. That to me makes 100% sense. And I think that would be the future of the metaverse to be my personal opinion, oh, where yeah. it's like a unique curated experience based on a celebrity. That makes sense. That's, a, like, that's a reasonable transition. Like you're, you created the value of the community already and then you're, yeah. you're bringing that into the metaverse. It's still on the subject of entertainment. Exactly. Right? But like seeing like my mom doing that, like come on, that's wild. <laughs> like, that no I know sense. I'm telling you, things are changing fast, man. <laughs> oh, um, okay. You know, speaking of things changing fast, you know, we are we reached what 2022 already, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, two years. You know, 2020, man, the pandemic has come. It's still here, um, and 2021 has been quite an eventful year for both of us. You mm-hmm. know, uh, any moments that you're most proud of uh, looking back on 2021? 2021 honestly um my proudest moment was just to be able to uh you know like continue the year as I, I was able to travel a lot that made it pretty cool um doing the podcasting and vlogging and the youtube stuff and the writing that's been actually very probably my proudest moment because that's something i've always wanted to do and i've always dabbling doing it but now I'm out in the open. I put my name on it. So I'm yeah. accountable for it. Yeah. There's no pen pen names. Yeah. <laughs> so like that to me is a, like my proudest moment because I, I was doing it, but like, you know, I was hidden. But now I'm like, okay, people know this is actually me. This is actually my opinion. 100%. Um, yeah. Quite interesting conversation I'm having with people off the side about the things I'm doing and saying, but uh, it is what it is. That's great, man. So yeah, vlogs, travel. Yeah, that, that was a big thing for you, right? Resume, being able to resume travel. Resume travel, um, big thing for getting me. Getting back, right? But once you got vaccinated, yeah. that was a big thing for you, right? You went to Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. You went to Mexico or Cancun? No, I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico, um, okay. but uh, got I got canceled, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So as we now enter 2022, um, you know, a lot of people making re- resolutions, a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, anticipating what's to come. Any areas uh, you'd like to improve on or are there any things you yes. want to accomplish in yourself or your business? My biggest thing right now, 2022, is just, you know, connecting with people, like creating like those deep connections, deep ties, either with uh, friends, longtime friends like yourself or just people that just meet in the street and just make a connection with them and create a network. Um, that's something I've always been working on, but now 2022, I'm making that my number one priority. Like I'm contacting people that I haven't spoken, I haven't spoken to since early this pandemic. Right. And they're like, hey, I'm like, hey, are you doing still alive? They're like, yeah, we're catching up. It is cool, man. Like I miss that a lot. I realize how much I miss just reconnecting yeah. people. Same. Even if it's for like for five, like for like five minutes, it's still good just to hear someone else's voice that I'm spoken to for a while and seeing how they're doing and handling this whole uh, pandemic. But yeah, 2022, just networking and like contacts and creating creating different ties what about yourself what's your resolution yeah yeah for me man it's just about uh building those relationships like you said uh expanding the podcast marketing the brand uh Mm -hmm. you know much more effectively uh as i'm doing with creating more pieces style pieces of content really capitalizing on social media Mm -hmm. um you know uh utilizing exploiting it as much as i can really no. um, to get the 94 productions brand out there and daniel calls own brand right um mm. and also because primarily why uh, i entered the creative space is to make more short films uh connect with more talented people collaborators um and really go from there man right um i told we had this conversation before the podcast you know if you set a fixed goal in your head i need to do this by this time you're you might set yourself up for disappointment Rather, you know, set yourself up for a broader goal, work towards that, a bigger goal, and you'll get there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And pivot, be open to change, be open to um, making those those transitions if you need to, right? Um, Whether it be an industry, whether it be a form of content that you're putting out there, um, or how you approach a relationship, right? Like Mm -hmm. in the sense of relationship, whether it be platonic, romantic, uh, professional, knowing like what uh serves you best right are Mm -hmm. they serving to you becoming the best version of yourself 
or are they diminishing that? Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I'm looking at 2022. I'll be honest with you, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that I would, you know, a lot of people I consider to be close friends, people that are in my life that are making me feel better, like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, uplift me. And we talked about this, you know, and there's people that, you know, you have to just kind of redirect it and see like, you know, what is really, um, how it's really going to benefit you uh, and your career. I think that's really yeah. important for people to, to take in. Wow. That's yeah. That's so deep, man. Like, especially people that, you know, like you need to like close off that relationship with, because, you know, it's just always like, some, it's always something with them, you know? Like, yeah. That's, it, that's the hardest thing. And I always say it, man, like it's nothing, it's nothing towards the person really. Mm-hmm. You just have to get to a point where you have to be selfish with yourself. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. people don't want to, uh, you know, take in that notion, but it's the reality, like the only way you're going to see results, the only way you're going to be at your optimal self mm-hmm. is if you put yourself above everything, you put yourself, uh, you know, how you can be, um, just really effective in whatever you're trying to, to accomplish, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not to get off tangent or anything like that, but, uh, this also goes like professionally, right. And business wise. Yeah. I just have to know, uh, how it will serve, um, your brand, your business. And, uh, again, like the goals you set for yourself in 2022 and beyond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it's really important, uh, for people to have that strength, that bravery in themselves, um, that conviction to kind of like mm. realize their dreams and realize what it takes to get there. Cause a lot of people think they could do all these different things, juggle all these different things. You know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, I'll be friends with people that are toxic or I'll be friends with people that are not as, you know, inspiring, but you are a product of your environment. And if you keep, if you have these people around you, you might not, you might not become the person you want to see tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And one, one thing I've learned about like what you're saying right now, is like, you gotta make the effort yourself, even though they're not making the effort. And that's, and that kind of sucks because people are so like used to like, it's a give and take, give and take, but sometimes you just gotta give and give and give, and like that's the type of effort you have to make if you want to continue this, if you want to continue this friendship with this person, you know. So, yeah, hey, you have to just you just have to know what you want, man. That's all yeah. we've always been saying on this podcast. You taught me that too. You gotta yeah. know what you want, you gotta know what you're capable of, and you gotta not exactly. be ashamed of it. You know, as yeah. long as you're not, you know, uh, hurting anyone's feelings, you just have to, there's nothing wrong with being that confident, um, and being relentless in whatever you oh. desire to pursue. All right. Oh yeah, that's great, man. That's, that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, you should end it there. hundred percent, buddy. That you you read my mind. Um, really appreciate this, Christian Alphonse, coming back on the podcast. Entrepreneur, producer, podcaster. Is that what people say now? I don't even know. No, uh, podcast host. Podcast host. Podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But whatever have you, I am so happy that um, you're relentless in your craft of uh, just never giving up. I know you had your days where you felt unmotivated. And uh, being a friend, you know, I was there to uplift you as you were with me. So I'm looking forward to continuing that uh, friendship, uh, that collaboration, and uh, having you back on the podcast in the near future. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back, Dan, man. Yeah, this, this has been fucking solid, dude. I miss you, man. <laughs> uh, all, all right, buddy. Yeah, uh, no, same here. All right. So having said that, thank you again, Christian Alphonse. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.